Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. So it was about a year ago, and I was really interested in getting involved with networking. It's something I talked about on this show, and just how important I thought it was, one, to get further along in my business here at Fisher Philbrook, and two, to make new connections, to hopefully interview people on the show. And then also, I was doing another kind of contract thing of looking for people who needed help for this other company. Basically, networking was a big thing, and I had a scheduled meetup with someone. It was my first one in person that was someone in the Bay Area, and I was like, wow, this is going to be such a great opportunity. They want to work with entrepreneurs, and I, I don't know, you know, someone older than me who is in the game wants to create a group of entrepreneurs. That, to me, was like music to my ears, and you know, currently how I've talked about you know, community and how important that is, this is something that I thought I was going to get from meeting up with this person. And so while I knew that we would eventually meet up, I got a random message from him on this like networking app I'd been using like, hey, I'm in San Jose now, like, let's meet up. Are you available? And, you know, I just, I did happen to be available. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. Where are you at? Where do you want to meet up? And he's like, how about a coffee shop? And I was like, cool. I know so many good coffee shops. But then he was like, I'm over in East San Jose. Are you okay with going to this place? Is a sexy Vietnamese coffee shop okay with you? And I had no idea, you guys, what that even meant. And I was just like, um, okay. I looked it up on the map and it was like 15 minutes away. I'm like, okay, I don't know why he had to add the sexy part. Like, couldn't you just say it's like a Vietnamese coffee style shop? You know, there's that is a very big thing and people love Vietnamese coffee. So I was like, that is what he's talking about. And maybe he's been there and the women are just like really attractive, possibly. So without knowing any more than that, I was just like, sure, okay. I can be there this time. I'll meet you there. Well, I pull up and I'm like, okay, it's a coffee shop. The windows are kind of covered. Who knows? You know, whatever. I dressed in a pretty nice like collared short sleeve shirt. So it wasn't too fancy, but khaki pants, some nice boat shoes, had my hair looking good because, you know, you want to make a good first impression. I have that way earlier in the podcast of like, you know, those first impressions, they make a big difference. So I was like, I look very nice. We're going to meet up and see where this can go. Because as I talk about a lot on the show, you never know the opportunities that are out there. And sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and go and get them. But I was soon to find that this was not one of those times where putting myself out there was necessarily a good thing. So we get back to me getting out of my car. I'm walking up I'm like, oh, okay, I open the door and I'm greeted with club music this like boons 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 pretty loud too i'm like okay this is where we're going and i look up on the wall and there's these giant tvs with like sports games and other things going on kind of like a bar and i'm like okay we've got loud music big tvs it kind of feels like we're going to a bar and then when as you walk in there's like a place where normally there would be a like docent or person a hostess host person to see you and then like kind of a, a hidden wall and so you walk around that and then that's where you come out to all of this and then all of a sudden I see a woman coming up to me and she has hardly any clothes on she's got like her chest coming out of her her tiny little like bikini bikini top and her butt cheeks are like completely out 
really long, like fake hair, tons of makeup, long nails, you know, like glamored up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I? What am I doing? And I was like, okay, first thing I need to do is find who I'm meeting because I, I'm actually meeting someone here. So I don't need the lady or ladies to see me. And the guy had told me what he was wearing. And so I'm looking around, kind of realizing I'm like, all these people are old men, like old, creepy looking old men, not your cute grandpa looking old man, but they're just like very creepy. I'm like, okay, um, I don't see this guy. I don't see anyone that looks like his photos. And then I start to notice like everyone is wearing kind of the same thing that he said he would be wearing. And then I'm having to go up and like look at the people in their eyes and make eye contact, which is, you know, this is not a place to do that because they are already creepy people. Like they themselves are creepy. And then it feels like I'm being creepy because I'm like making eye contact. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to come on to you because I know you're <laughs> you're obsessed with these young women that are hardly wearing any clothes, but I can't find who I'm supposed to be meeting here. And this is supposed to be a business meeting, a networking meetup. And then finally, this tiny little guy pops up and let me tell you, he looks nothing like his photo at all. And I replay like in an instant all of these episodes of Catfish that my younger sister, Julia, and my mom used to watch all the time. And then I started watching them too. And I was like, was I just catfished by this guy? Like, it's definitely him from those photos. But those photos were probably from like 15 years before, <laughs> 10, 15 years. I don't know. That or he just aged overnight and aged really poorly because he did not have as much as much hair. He had way more wrinkles, way, way older, like decades older than his photos. And I was like, um, are you so-and-so? Yeah, yeah. And then we sit down and then, I mean, he already had a glass of something. So he had been there a while. So that's the first clue. I'm like, okay, he was probably hanging out here for a long time because what does that mean? He's also into this kind of a shop. And then the lady in hardly any clothes comes up and I'm trying not to like, I don't know, look at her because I'm trying to be respectful. And I'm like, do I look at her her face? But then where we're seated, she was tiny. So her chest is like right at your, your head level. And obviously they're trying to push that because really any server out there, you guys, if you can schmooze up your person, you will get more tips. And this place attracts those types of people that are looking for that. And they're already in hardly anything. So then I was like going back and forth. I'm like, she thinks I'm creepy because I am here having a meeting with this guy, but no, he's the creepy one. I'm not creepy. And she was trying to be real friendly. And I was just like, not short with her, but also not friendly because I don't know, it was so uncomfortable. And she's like, we having a good day guys. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I ordered a strawberry smoothie because I wasn't drinking coffee at the time. Like I had gotten off coffee to see like if I wouldn't be addicted. So I'm like a smoothie, that sounds good. And then they brought back these cups of ice water, but it took a really long time. So I'm like, is this a smoothie? Because it tastes like flavored water. And then me and the guy did talk back and forth, but he really had no idea what I was doing. He knew I had a podcast and he had like looked up some famous podcaster and was like, yeah, so this is what he does. And he books famous people. And this is what you have to do. And I'd already told him, I was like, I'm not looking to book famous people. I want the everyday, the, the commoners like myself, <laughs> you know, the small business owners, you guys know who I was looking for. And then he goes on to tell me he had traveled the world and did all this weird, like, I don't know, kind of just garbage religion stuff. <laughs> uh, easiest way to say it, it was garbage, just complete garbage. And then kind of the, as the conversation went, got to where like 
He wanted me to give him part of my company in order to then put that towards a charity he had. And he wouldn't tell me what he did because I kept asking him, like, what do you do during the day? He's like, oh, my travels saved up a lot of money. So it just got weirder and weirder as I was going. And then you have the club music going, the women walking around, looking at the guys that are just staring at this like the women that are there and then the women like sitting down next to the guy across and I'm like you have to stare because like what else do you look at and I'm just like uh, she probably thinks he's disgusting but he's gonna give her a better tip so she's like putting herself out there to be extra friendly and basically within a few minutes I knew like I mean instantly I knew this is not a good place and then within a few minutes very clearly was like oh my gosh this guy is not at all talking. I mean, he doesn't look like he said he would. And then he is not even offering what he wanted to do. He wants to find entrepreneurs and take parts of their business for doing nothing. He went on, I just remember now, (laughs) sorry guys, it was over a year ago, but he said like, if we work together, he would share part of his brain with me. And so my brain would be thinking and acting as his brain would. And he just got really, really weird about it, you guys. That's all I can say. Very weird in a weird area. He looked completely different. And then, I don't know, I talked as long as you could, you know, like one of those, like, when is it acceptable to try and get out of here? And by that point, I had drinking the smoothie. It was an itty bitty smoothie. Oh, so tiny, probably like eight ounces in total, which eight ounces sounds like a lot, but no, it's not. It is itty bitty. And then drinking water that they had given me because I'm like, what else can I do? And then finally, like checking my watch. Well, actually, I didn't have a watch. So trying to check the time. And I was like, I should have had a watch because I couldn't gauge how long we had been there. So I finally pull out my phone. I'm like, oh, you know what? I got to get going. You know, it's getting late. I have work to do. You know, it's in the middle of the afternoon. That was the other weird thing. All these creepy old men were there in the afternoon. That was like their entertainment was to go to this sexy Vietnamese shop and just gawk, stare, lust after these women. And so we went up to pay. And then I didn't know the whole time the prices of anything because they didn't tell you the prices of anything. And if you know me, I am cheap. I would have picked the cheapest thing there if I could have. Like I would have drinking coffee if it was cheaper. And the smoothie, they said, was $16. I was like, what? $16? That is insane. And then I hold up a card. I'm like, okay, like it was a terrible meeting, a terrible area. And then I stopped to pay like a crap load of money for something so small. And then she looks at me. She's like, cash only, baby. I said, just like, baby, cash only, baby. And I was like, um, okay. And I only had four $1 bills in my wallet. And so I look at the guy, I'm like, I don't have any cash. And so it ended up he had to pay for me, which was also like maybe a little humiliating, but I was actually glad because I'm like, I didn't want to give these people my money. But then I did put the four $1 bills as a tip for the lady on the table. And I was like, I don't know if that's appropriate or what they want from me, but I have to pee so bad. Please get me out of here. And then he had said he'd message me later on to see like, oh, how did it go? And I ran to the car. I had to pee so bad, but I didn't want to use the restroom there because I just got really bad feelings like inside. I don't know how to explain it. Like it was just like, you need to get out of there. If you go back there, they're going to do something to you. <laughs> something like, I don't know, something bad. So I just had to be incredibly bad. And then I put it all on my Instagram stories. So I'm like, you guys, you will never believe what happened. And it was really funny the way it was in the stories. But I got home and man, the next time they messaged me, I just said I wasn't interested. And then I 
deleted our message, unfollowed him on everything I'd followed him on as far as the networking side of things, basically blocked all communications. Cause I was like, if you, you take me there, like that is not appropriate to take a business partner to. And then by me accepting that, I'm like, oh, he thinks I was okay with going to that place. And then it just got creepier and creepier. And I'm like, he's just this creepy little man who tries to lure in entrepreneurs and steal their businesses and share his brain. And he doesn't even look like he does and that he puts himself out. I don't know. It was just all so weird and so creepy. And that is not even where it ends because as I start to recount the story to lots of people that I work with and that I know, it turns out these sexy Vietnamese shops are actually a thing. And they're like, people I worked with are like, you've never heard of that? They were just in the news the other week about how a lot of them have illegal gambling and they have prostitution and you can pay for sex and so much other stuff and then even sex trafficking and it just got worse and worse like the more people I talked to I was like what did I do what did I get involved with like this is so the opposite of anything I would normally be doing and it just got more horrifying and horrifying and then I actually felt really bad for the women because I'm like I don't know like do they actually want to be there were they taken from their families are they from like Vietnam and they were stolen are they doing prostitution because maybe that's all they can do or they're trapped in that and they can't get out like you know your mind just goes to all these places and I'm like and I supported them by going to that restaurant. And I was like, should I call the police? You know, like, what do you do? I don't know. And then to see that they only took cash, I'm like, so they're probably not paying any taxes. It's all under the table. It's all probably all so, so, so illegal. And uh, that was like my first meetup with networking. And as I look back a year ago on this, I looked through Instagram, like, was like, here are some memories. It actually really affected me for like that whole week. I was just so thrown off by that. And I was just thought it was a really funny story. But then when I saw like how it affected me afterwards, I'm like, this was actually a big deal. <laughs> like it kind of killed all of the momentum I had for like going out and networking and trying to meet up with people. Like for one, I was like, I'm not meeting it with anybody else. And if it is, I'm setting the terms on when we meet, where we meet, and how long we meet, <laughs> because I'm not going to be a victim to something like that again. But man, insane. All right, you guys, how did you like that? That was our very first story time on air on this podcast. It's something that I have done on social media. I do it in a minute and a half. So that was a story that I did share uh, like maybe a week ago, I'll post it in the show notes so you can listen to the condensed version. But as I'm kind of playing around with kind of reworking the show and revamping it, I found some notes of when I was first preparing to launch the podcast of what I wanted to do. And I wanted to start things out with sharing like a crazy story of the week. It just so happens I already started doing that on my social media, calling them story time. So that's what we're going to do now and see how long we can do it. And hopefully you like it. I think it is really fun. And man, I have so many weird experiences, crazy things that have happened to me. Like that, going to a sexy Vietnamese shop with like half naked, I would say like three quarters naked women walking around these creepy pervert guys. <laughs> like, and I'm in a button up shirt turning bright pink because it's just so embarrassing and uncomfortable. And oh, oh my goodness, man, crazy, right? But I think that will be a lot of fun. So we'll do that. We'll jump into this, the intro where I'm going to tell you like, hey, from here, we're going to go into a fun or interesting fact <laughs> that I've read or gone through in this last week. And then we're going to get to the bulk of it, which is going to be about the title of the show, Remote Workers Club. So I'm going to talk all about that and how that relates to Coffee Up Cups. And then 
we're going to end with a song. That is something that we did last week for the very first time in the last episode of sharing something that I had like written. I had song written. So we're going to do that as well today. So if you're ready for that, let's go ahead and jump right on into this show. All right, so our fun fact or interesting thing that I learned this week, which, yeah, don't worry. After this, I'm like, man, I got to think of a better name for that section. <laughs> but for now, we'll call it fun fact. So I had been following the San Jose State swim coach, Sage Hopkins, and because I got to know him when I lifeguarded and connected with him there, and he shares some really interesting posts from other accounts he's affiliated with or just really things that can relate to being an athlete in your overall general health. And one of those things that he shares a lot or reshares from other companies that are into this is all about breathing because as a swimmer, it is so important as an athlete, as a human being, breathing is what keeps you alive <laughs> quite literally and can allow you to excel and really, you know, the opposite of excel, like decelerate and just crash and burn if you're not breathing correctly. So the one that I saved is from an account called Physiology First and I'll link their both her profile and this post so that you can read through it yourself. But it is all about like breathing and how it impacts your body. Particularly, this is for students and young people, but it's something that I found so, so interesting. So kind of from the description on this post, it says like breathing is a free scalable power tool for taking control of how we feel and perform far beyond the classroom and in every realm of life. We breathe ourselves into shape mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I think the most interesting thing before this like particular post where they list out a few things, which I'll read through, is that they've done studies that show a lot of people these days have so much anxiety. They feel anxious. They're diagnosed with these anxiety disorders, these like being too stressed out, like they can't focus, they can't do anything. And a lot of it relates to how they're breathing. And did you know they can actually test and see how much oxygen is in your blood or carbon dioxide to see if you're breathing correctly. And that's something that I already knew because when we lifeguard and someone unfortunately passed away, I wasn't there at the pool and it happened, which I'm actually really grateful for, but they did perform CPR on him. He was taken to the hospital and then later pronounced dead. But they did a test to see if the CPR was done correctly on this guy when they pulled him out of the pool to see if maybe, you know, if it was done incorrectly, then the lifeguards in the facility are held liable. But by doing that, they were able to tell like, oh, based on the oxygen and the carbon dioxide, you know, however they do it, they were able to see that the lifeguards performed CPR correctly. So that was not part of why he died. It turned out he had like an, a genetic thing in his heart, like an abnormal heart condition that you don't know about until it kills you randomly. So really, really sad. But Going back to that, I knew like you could do that, but they can actually do this on living people too, if you know, to figure out like these people that are really stressed, a lot of times they're not getting enough oxygen into their bloodstream, into their body. And it talks about when that happens, when you are breathing irregularly and you're not giving yourself enough oxygen, it triggers something in your brain, your body, like instinctively, which puts you into this fight or flight mode, which I'm sure you know of like the adrenaline, like all of a sudden your body's like, I'm not getting enough oxygen. Oh my gosh, this is a tense system. Someone's coming at me. There's something life-threatening. Like I need to react. And then your heart rate goes up, like your senses go and you just feel in modern days what you would define as anxious because you're not out running away from a bad guy or in so many podcasts are like back in the day when we were out in the jungles running away from tigers okay cool yeah you can talk about that but nowadays we're not running from a crazy homeless guy on the street 
No, you're in the classroom and you're having a full-on panic attack or feeling super anxious. You're like, why? And maybe there are many other things leading into that. But I am so, like when I saw that breathing has a huge thing to do with it, I'm like, this is, this is it right here. And do I know that for sure? 100% no. But when you think of it and you think of how many people out there are on medications for being anxious or that just feel anxious or they have panic attacks. Like I've worked with so many people. I know so many people. And that was something where I'm like, when I was younger, none of us had anxiety. None of us were anxious. <laughs> like we didn't put a name to that. And we grew up, we did like some really hard things. We all did like sports, performing arts in school, went to a private Christian school. So everything was a lot harder than, you know, just your standard sort of thing. And we got through it. So I was like, why, why isn't now that like, people are so stricken with this and not even saying like, I'm not saying they're not anxious or that they don't have this anxiety attacks or these panic attacks because they, they actually do. So it's not that we're saying it's not happening, but like, why is this happening? And is there a reason for it? And I think these accounts that talk about breathing, is just like so eye-opening and like, oh my gosh, breathing. That's so true. Like when you read through this stuff. So I want you as uh, you know, a challenge for yourself, like go and find some of this. And maybe this account physiology first is a great step, but let me read through some of the points that they have. So in particular too, if you didn't know, it's all about the nasal breathing, you guys breathe through your nose, <laughs> but here we go. Number one, nasal breathing throughout the day is one of the simplest and most effective ways to improve mental and physical health. Two, Breathing through the nose unlocks the body's built-in mechanisms for immune system health, oxygen uptake, and stress and anxiety management. Three, slightly extending your exhalation is a powerful tool for managing the stress response in any situation. And then I am going to skip ahead because they use a lot of scientific terms, <laughs> which I had to reread a bunch of times, so we're not going to mention here, but we'll skip to seven. Chronic mouth breathing, so if you're only breathing through your mouth, has been linked to feelings of exhaustion, brain fog, and generalized anxiety. Eight, mouth breathing incurs negative health costs because it decreases our body's ability to transport oxygen to our cells and brain. Nine, habitual poor breathing biases the brain towards stress, anxiety, and fear. You can change your brain by simply changing how you breathe. And so I'm going to end there. They do have like three more, so I skipped about six of them. But that alone to me was like, whoa, isn't that crazy? Especially if you think through, maybe you are someone who is very anxious or you have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, times where you just can't control it. You're like, I don't know what set me off. But I would say definitely read through the post, read through that. They have classes and I mean, I've just like scraped the service because I just look at Sage's stories when he shares them and I'm like, cool, let's look at this post. Breathing, whoa, cool. And for myself in particular, I have started to try to breathe more through my nose, not because I have anxiety or panic attacks. Like, I think I'm on the opposite end of that. Like, I like really stressful and hectic situations, <laughs> and I look for that in the jobs that I do, and that's why I'm always busy running around. But it is something that even when you sleep, you can breathe through your nose. And when you're swimming, at least, I saw he had shared something on his account where he had mentioned, like, you breathe out through your nose, and then when you're taking your breath, breathe breathe in through your mouth. So that was like even different where I was just breathing all, like almost all in through my mouth, all out through the mouth. And like, it gets so tiring. But then when I switched to that, I'm like, whoa, my freestyle is like so much smoother and I'm no longer like completely out of breath. Like, yeah, 
you get tired, you get your heart rate up, and then you kind of switch back <laughs> to whatever your standard is of your body just screaming like, breathe in, breathe in. And same with like when you're starting to walk fast, you can do the same thing, like mostly breathe through your nose. But then as soon as your heart rate gets up to a certain point, then yeah, your body's just like suck in the air as much as you can. But that is when you're exercising. And most times in life, are we going crazy hard? Is our heart rate always going to be up? No, it shouldn't be. Like if it is like uh, something's wrong, maybe you're anxious. Oh, maybe it's because you're not breathing. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why. But that's something that I found so cool that even now, like I'm catching myself anywhere I go. And especially like in the, the sauna, steam room, hot tub, like after I work out, once my heart rate has calmed down, I'm like, we are breathing all in and all out through our nose. <laughs> and like, it's so weird. And even when I'm going to bed at night, I've switched to where I think pretty much all the time I'm closing my mouth. And the reason I was kind of opposed to doing that was when I get really stressed out in life, I tend to clench down on my teeth really hard, which one is terrible for your teeth. It will ruin your teeth and grind them down. But two, I would wake up with these terrible headaches and they were, it's like a stress response for me. When I would get really busy, I go to sleep and I'd wake up with headaches. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm literally like clenching my fists and my jaw, my teeth all in response while I'm sleeping. So, and I had mentioned this before that I had a mouth guard and I would use that if I felt like I was stressed. And if I spit it out in the middle of the night, I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, oh, I can't find it. I must not be stressed. So going into that, I was a little like hesitant of like, man, oh man, I'm gonna be, you know, chomping down on my teeth without trying to. And then I was like, I'm not gonna be able to breathe, right? Because it's this weird thing when, and maybe now as you're listening, try it. Like, once you close your mouth and you tell yourself consciously, like, I'm not going to breathe through my mouth, your body does feel a little stressed out at first. Like, you're like, breathing in, you're like, I can't get enough air. Breathe out quick. And then breathe in. And then all of a sudden, what are you doing? You're like, trigging, triggering, <laughs> triggering, triggering your body into like getting your heart rate up. And then your body feels anxious and like doing everything that I was just talking about, which is wild and so crazy. But I found... When I am in the sauna, when I'm going to bed, when I'm reading a book, and then when I'm falling asleep, if you don't think about breathing through your nose, it is not stressful and it's not hard. So it's one of those things like maybe you actually should just like not think of it besides the fact of like you need to tell yourself at some point like close your mouth and then breathe through your nose because then when I am falling asleep, I'm like, oh, I forgot I was breathing through my nose. Hmm, okay. And I don't know. That's something that I, I just have found so interesting and I want to share it like from the rooftops, especially for young kids, young kids that they are trying to put on all these medications and then maybe even you yourself, like I am 28. So a lot of people I know were in our 20s, maybe early 30s. And there's so many of us too that are having panic attacks or super anxious, like one thing sets them off. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what happened? And funny story at my morning job. And both these people don't work there and I don't think they listen. I mean, sadly, they don't listen to the podcast. I've told them so many times, but someone hadn't shown up to work or they, they texted really early to the supervisor saying, hey, I'm sick, I'm not coming to work. And then this person, the supervisor, had tried like contacting the manager, didn't hear back, contacted other people, didn't hear back. Like there was no one to come and help them open the store because what, it's at like 4.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, <laughs> before 5 a.m., you know, that sort of thing. So literally no one is available. No one could be reached by the phone, which is that to any of our faults? No, <laughs> because that, you know, 
if you're an opener, opening is a big deal. Like you gotta be reliable. So then this person had told me that because they hadn't shown up, they started having an anxiety and full on panic attack. So then they had to call out. So then all of a sudden we didn't have anyone to open the store. And for like the first couple hours, no one was at the store until the next supervisor was scheduled to show up because I don't know, it was just like a trigger, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's not supposed to be funny. But at the same time, I was like, how does it get to that? Like, how does one person go from, you know, handling the situation to then being like, oh my gosh, boom, this is happening. I can't reach anyone else. What do I do when I'm allowed to go in without two people? Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, I don't, you know, I haven't had a panic or anxiety attack, but all of a sudden it led to where this person was so unwell that they would not be able to continue working or show up to work. So, yeah, it was a big deal for them and a health issue. Like, you know, going back to like, I'm not saying it's it's not happening, but I was just like, wow, that is wild. So I hope all of that is to show you like one, even if you don't understand necessarily all the benefits, because I feel like I still don't really know how to explain it in the best of ways, but I'm going to link that post so you can read it. But basically breathing through your nose is way better than breathing through your mouth. And I think back to what is that one uh stranger things where they call like dumb people mouth breathers like those mouth breathers and it's like a derogatory derogatory term for like someone dumb or stupid so i think of that and that to me is a great reminder as i'm going throughout the day i'm like don't be a mouth breather i'm like zoop close the mouth michael breathe through your nose it's so much better for you like your body gets more oxygen i know that's one of the perks and then it keeps your heart rate lower keeps you from getting anxious or stressed out man, there's so much good stuff there. So that's your goal. Research this a little bit more. It's been my fun fact for the day. And yeah, I hope the rest of this episode, you'll be breathing through your nose. <laughs> okay. And from there, we're now on to our like bulk of the episode, which is going to be on remote workers club, kind of like an update with coffee Up cup and really what I'm working on within that. So I'm super excited to share this with you. And it's that if you'll remember, I kind of shared with coffee Up cup, the next thing that I was kind of like, uh, this is going to be hard is that in order to launch, at least with the program, they would like you to have an audience. They want you to build a community. Like that is the most important thing. I went through all these steps and I have episodes telling you like who my target customer is, like creating the target customer and then writing out the avatar and like a kind of fictional, but accurate depiction of like someone who could fit within that target customer. And then from there, I was like, now I need to create a community and really when they say that, it's like, yeah, you can create a Facebook group. That's what a lot of people have done. Or you just need to get a ton of followers on Instagram or TikTok because that's currently like the, the popular people in the program. That's what they're doing. Like they have, look, I have 20,000 followers on TikTok, uh, 10,000 on Instagram. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm so cool. I'm doing so good. And I'm like, uh, that that just doesn't work. It doesn't work for everyone. I don't know. That's one of those things that I think is really frustrating with any program, this one in particular, but I'm sure in any other ones, is like, yeah, you go into it knowing, you know, this is just a framework for something that can get you successful. But some of these things, like they make it sound so easy. I'm like, it's not easy. It's not fun. It's a lot of work, like creating content to put on TikTok and Instagram, like that is hard enough. And it's a lot of work. I was like, I love all the business stuff. This part to me is like, not that fun. Like, can I just have great coffee that is specialty? It's grade one. Like literally some of the best coffee you're going to taste in your lifetime. Like <laughs> I can't even tell you, like it is so good. And like the quality of where it comes from, like everything going into it will relate to being like some of the best coffee you've ever had. I'm like, can I just have that and have people buy it? It's like, 
No. <laughs> I mean, partly you can, but you need people behind you. You need to grow and build a community. And that's something that I helped and was a community manager at my past job. So I was like, I like that idea of community, but how am I gonna do it? Because if you remember, I had a Facebook group called Always Brewing Coffee, and that's what I thought was gonna be the community of like bringing together coffee-loving people because I'm starting out with coffee, and then kind of going from there and, you know, having an angle of it of like, okay, now it's remote workers. And then as I got in the program, I was like, well, now that I know for sure, that my people are remote workers in their 20s to 30s. Do I need to create another Facebook group? Do I keep that other one? Do I create another one? What do I do? Like, uh, and then everything with having, you know, just in the last couple of months, as I mentioned, go back to that episode, where have I been? <laughs> where have you been? Uh, that is all that happened. I was like, I can't do anything now. So really coming out of all of that craziness and kind of getting back on track, I was like, okay, I'm going to create a community and I want to use a platform that one I probably haven't used before. I know I don't want to do Facebook groups. The program I'm in, they use fake Facebook groups, and I think it is not successful at all. Like, Facebook now is old. It's out. It's done. It's dead. Like, there are many, like, older people that are still on it, and I'm still on it. A lot of times, if you have family or friends that are still on it, and you want to share with your life, like, updates here and there, like, I had another baby, or I got a new job, you know, that sort of thing. But for people that I'm looking for in their 20s to 30s, like, most of them, most of my friends are not even on Facebook anymore. I'm like, oh, that's sad. But then a lot of them are on Instagram now, but I don't want to create a community on Instagram. Like I'm going to have to post there regardless. But I was like, that's not really a place where you can do that. So I started researching different platforms of what you could use for building a community. And I found one called Slack. And some of you may be familiar with that. Some of you not. I have only heard of it. I didn't really know exactly what it was and I never used it before at my old job where as a community manager, a lot of the people wanted us to get on Slack or Discord and they were just names to me and we already had so many apps within the company that we were managing plus the Instagram community that I was like, I can't deal, like I don't have the capacity to add in another app, to manage and moderate another app, like it's just too much. Now though, as I'm looking to build a new community, I'm so excited as I'm looking into this, I'm like, this is perfect. Like something that I wasn't fond of with the Facebook groups and particularly the business program I'm in. And I'm just saying that because that's what I'm like in right now currently. But even with the coffee, always brewing coffee group was the same thing. Like someone posts something and maybe like one or two people will comment, but it's much harder to get people to actually make a full on post. And there's a lot more like effort involved. And I mean, I said a lot of effort. No, it's really not that much, but you know, I wanted something that was quicker talking. Like I want to get to know people. I want this community to be fun, fast paced, and like just a way to connect and get to know people really well. And that is something that I think Slack is going to bring and can bring because it is similar to Discord. So if you know what Discord is, then cool, you know what it is. I also don't really know all that much about Discord. <laughs> so basically you create an account like for your business and then you create different channels that's what they call them basically there's like a hashtag and it will say like general and so then as you go and you have your whole team in there if you have any general announcements you post it there and it's basically like a giant group message or like where you can just post your you know kind of like a status update or like a text or an email message but it all goes in this huge timeline and then you can react you can comment very similar to social media but the cool thing is 
you can organize your team where you have different channels for specific things. So you can have your general one, which is for everyone. Then you can have a sales and marketing one. You can have like new clients or reaching out to clients, all these different channels where people from your team can go there to figure out what they need and can communicate with one another. You can create private channels and only give certain people access. So if maybe the backend team needs to be separate and have stuff that only they can talk about that they don't want other people to see, they can do that. But essentially it's a way where you can divide topics and categories up by channels and then you can invite people to join into your slack group i think they call it a workspace <laughs> still learning a lot about it as you can tell and then once they're in there it just opens up the doors to having community and that you can really reach out to people connect with people have a quick and easy way to reach out right away but it can still be in a professional sort of way because that's something that I, as I mentioned before, I don't like to give out my number and oh man, there's just so much to that. And at the same time, like something like Discord could work. It's essentially the same. But when I've been on that one, the background is all dark and black and it just felt very dark and like not as good. I wouldn't say energy because I feel like that's that's part of that garbage lingo <laughs> that people are like, oh, the energy is good. But like just the feeling that I get from it, I was like, eh, I don't like this. I don't like this feeling. And so, and a lot of it is focused on like gamers. And so kind of knowing that as well, I'm like, that's not really the feeling I want and go for it. But Slack, which is very similar to Discord, is along those lines, but it's a lot brighter and wider and like lighter colors. And then it is more professional. And the cool thing with that, especially coming out of the lockdowns, is that a lot of remote workers already are on Slack and they use that as a way to communicate and hang out and connect with their team. So for me, like as I'm seeing it come together, I'm like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense to have it on Slack. Like who am I targeting remote workers in their 20s to 30s? What tools are they going to already have or apps or accounts are they already going to have? Well, most likely a big majority of them are already going to be using Slack. So like I actually have a lot of work to do to learn like how to get a Slack workspace up and going and create a successful one. But as people are joining in to this community within like the target customers I'm looking for, it's going to be a breeze for them. They're, they're going to know all these features, know how to do it, know how to interact. And so what I'm going to be working on now is more of creating the framework of like, what channels do I want to have? Like, what are the different areas we can have within that to really create the best community and the best space possible for what I'm looking for and what I'm looking to have. And if you're wondering like what kind of prompted all of this like direct, like boom, 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 because even like last week, I didn't know, you know, on the podcast really what to do with that. It was, I was coming to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to create content for social media. It's going to be on Instagram. I'm going to have to create reels. But then I was like, at the end of the video, I do want to have a section where I'm like, if you like this, like what, follow my account here. Like I, there's no way for me to keep track of people if they're just following the account. And a lot of people don't do that. They just see a reel and like, oh, cool. Huh. Maybe I'll follow him. Maybe I'll just like it. Maybe I'll send it to someone. Maybe I won't do anything with it. So that was where I was like, okay, before I make the video, I want to have a like somewhere to send them. So that was like, I'm like, where can I send them? Oh, to the community. Like, hey, if you like this, join our remote workers club. And that was something that I'd already thought of that term, that word remote worker club, because I had been hashtagging it, like adding it as a hashtag on some of my previous posts in the last couple of weeks, maybe even month, because I was like, I don't know, that sounds cool. Like 
reminds me of high school and like a club and like oh the clubs are cool and I want to be in a club like how do you get in the club like that's where the cool people are like I don't know just the connotation sounds cool and remote workers yeah of course so I already kind of had the name I'm like it's going to be called remote workers club and then I decided like okay I think I really like slack I had watched a YouTube video that was talking about these different community platforms and they didn't like slack or they suggested not to do it because they're like it's just so conversational. And I'm like, that's exactly why I want it. <laughs> like the community building that I like that you can really engage in is like, you have to be in there and you have to be talking with people. How else are you going to get to know people? Especially when if you put like one post and no one comments, like you're not getting to know anyone or you only get to know like two people on the Facebook group who are always there, always commenting. I'm like, no, this is going to be so cool. So that's when I decided like, okay, we're going to go with that name, then we're going to have it on the Slack account. But then before I could do anything else, I was like, I need to come up with a logo. Like that is just something in me. I need to see the visual, like to get like fully excited. I got to have a logo created, get it going. So that's what I worked on this past week was like, okay, try out some different things. And I came up with some really cool ideas, three different ones. And I already created a reel and shared it on the Coffee Up one. I'll link it in the show. So you can look at that link and look at it as well. Let me know what you think. But I incorporate some of the colors from Coffee Up Cup, which is like the shades of blue. So that will tie it into being like the remote workers club brought to you and part of by uh-huh, Coffee Up Cup. But I think it's going to be so cool as I keep going because from here, I really need to narrow down like what are the different channels I'm going to have because I think like I already have so many ideas and it's hard to like speak all of it out because so much is in my brain still that I'm like I still need to like mush it around a little bit more have it ferment before like talking confidently about it but kind of that idea like as you're joining the community you would have of course like that general thing for any like general updates that I want to send out or people if they have questions but then you'd have like a welcome or an intro place where like first thing you do when you get in the community you go there and you share some things about yourself like where you're at what you're doing in your remote work and maybe some fun facts boom you share that cool we already know kind of who you are and then as you scroll through you can find other people that have shared interests connect with them you can direct message people on these sorts of things and just kind of go from there with like that's your first way to make friends and then within remote workers there are so many different things that I think could fit within this that I'm super excited about. So of course, your standard remote worker, that's who I was for the last five years, two years ago at this point, maybe a year and a half ago, where my full-time job was remote. That was like my main source of income. That's what I do. I work from home. I work remotely. But then you also have like my friend Jordan, who I hang out with and do like the outdoor adventures with. He is doing online school right now. And then also an online like realtor, real estate like certification process. So he is not working and like getting paid for working remotely. But the things he's doing, like he's working remotely, (laughs) you know, like at the same time, he's basically doing everything a remote worker would do. And so I think that would be a really cool thing. Like, yeah, it's for full time remote workers. But hey, let's have a section for full-time remote students because that's something that I think you need a place to connect with other people and it could be very beneficial. Then who else is always at home? And this was when I was first coming up with Coffee Up Cup. I was like, oh, your stay-at-home parent is at home. And you say, they're not working. A stay-at-home mom isn't working. I'm like, have you raised kids? Have you run a household? Like, have you done any of this? Because you will see 
it is a ton of work. Like we just had Lydia. She actually just went home, you guys. So Josiah, my nephew is back at home out of the, the NICU. And then Lydia went home a week after. So, I mean, wow, what a time to just throw that in there. But, you know, we had her for like nine weeks, I believe, in three days. And you just see from that, like, wow, it's a lot of work. And then I would make dinners and like we had to make them before she had to go and play and then go to bed. So like creating dinners and there's so much cleaning the house, managing the household. And they have infographics that show the worth of having someone to stay at home and then they show what it would cost if you hired a cleaner, a chef, someone to do your laundry, someone to pick up the kids, someone to watch your kids, someone to, you know, just every little thing that a stay-at-home parent can do. It's insane. Like, it's a full-on job, you guys. So I think having a section for stay-at-home parents because at the same time, a supervisor that I work with, he is doing online school. So he's doing that from home. And then for half the day, he watches his son while his wife works remotely so I'm like and you're also a stay-at-home parent because I don't know like he hits two of those categories and I think there's so many of us that are in that realm of like we hit a couple, a couple of different th of those and I think that will be really cool within this as I continue to think about different channels of like cool what other sections can we have where like you go there and maybe it's just talking to other people about like raising your kids and man managing your household like connecting with them through there or maybe you're, you're an online student and like hey you need to meet people and like maybe you're struggling and you feel like you're alone and like this is a great place where it's not from your school institution so there's no like you have to do this you have to go on but if you are feeling alone and you do want to meet with other people network even per se <laughs> you can go on there like hey how do you guys do this when you're trying to do your school? Or how do you manage, you know, being at home while you're trying to get work done? Or how do you study for your test when you have no friends because you're not in an in-person class? You know, there's a lot of weird things with online school and I have never been there. So that's something I would learn too, potentially. And even online school, online teachers, there's so many people now that are still teaching from online or maybe they went through that and they have great advice for those students. You know, there's so much that could come from even the, just those two categories alone some other channels i think would be fun would be a kind of like career opportunity so a lot of times when or i should say when i was looking to try to find communities that were for remote workers the few that i found were really just sharing links for job postings of an online remote job and it was just so scammy it wasn't really a community it was just a job listing account or group and i was like hmm I don't want that. Even in this group, when I think of like career opportunities, I'm like, I don't want it to turn scammy. But I think what I would have it be is like, say you're working for a company. So I'm working for company A. And then all of a sudden we're looking for a new community manager or a new customer service rep. I'm going to post in the career opportunities like, hey, you guys, I'm working at company A and we're looking for someone who has experience with being a customer service rep. It's online. It's remote. If you're interested, send me a DM. I'll send you more details. So not necessarily that they're going full on into like, here's all the details, but it's like a warm lead, a warm invitation from someone in your community that you're hopefully friends with or that you kind of know them. And from seeing how they post, you know, like, oh, they really like their job or they really like what they're doing or they sound like they work at such a cool company. So like, shoot, if they're hiring, like I want to get in on that right now. So I think that would be so cool and really a perk and benefit of being in this community is like you'll have a chance to 
hear like firsthand when people's companies are hiring or maybe because a lot of people even listening now you might have your own small business and you work remotely because guess what you work from home maybe you're getting to the point where you're growing and you need to hire someone to help you out even with your billing or your your customer service you know a lot of those things that just waste so much of your time they take up so much of your time or maybe you just hate doing it or you need a graphic designer you know that's a place where you can say hey my own company is looking to hire someone who has this is anyone available and then another channel idea, you know, a freelance one. So if you have freelance services for those people, you could also post that like, hey, I am doing free interviews at my podcast, Fisher Philbrick, for small business owners. If this is you, send me a message. I want to get in contact with you. That's just an example. Or, you know, I do graphic design for small businesses to big businesses. My specialties is this, 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 and this. You could post it in the freelance section. So just different opportunities to share, like if you have someone that your company is looking to hire or you're looking to hire or on the other side you have services like you're an artist or you're a book editor and you can put that out there as a way to not be scammy and like spammy of just like look at me look at me look at me but like hey if someone's looking for a graphic designer the cool thing with slack is they have a search bar and all you have to do is type graphic designer and it will show you all of the mentions in that channel for that keyword so boom that's another cool thing about (laughs) slack in general but i'm sure a lot of these accounts do similar things but i think that is good to kind of give you a basic idea of like the thing that i'm working on so that's what i'm working on right now (laughs) all to say maybe i should have started with that is that i'm kind of like really looking at like who is it that i want in this community which i already know who my avatar is and customers that makes it a lot easier i've already done a ton of the work but then it's looking at like how do we start to build and structure this community using slack and kind of like thinking through scenarios like how best can we get this going and then i did find a really cool website called comsor c-o-m-m-s-o-r.com and it sounds like i think i mean i don't really know what they do because i just found an an one-off article and then i just click another article on their website to another to another but they have a lot of good resources on community management so i will add a link to their website where you can kind of check out some of their stuff but one of their links was on like a community strategy for like starting out and getting your community launched so i went down the rabbit hole of reading and clicking through that and they actually have a free like pdf version of that that all you have to do is give them your email so that's how they're building their list because they now have my email and they gave me a free pdf but that's kind of my homework now like i'm going back to school and i'm reading through and it's so interesting and so fun and i just want to share it with everyone so instead i'll just share you the link to the website and you can go there and learn all about it especially if you are wanting to build your own business having a good and strong community behind you is so worth it and it will really like push your products so much better and so that's what i'm doing right now and as i go hopefully in the next week we'll kind of flesh out and put some stuff into action with the slack group and then we'll be looking to fill it with kind of a soft launch probably around 10 people at most so if you are a remote worker in your 20s to 30s and you would like to be a part of the soft launch send me a message let me know some of you have already reached out to me on social media when i did a little poll of like who's a remote worker so i'll be reaching out to you but you can also let me know if you're interested and maybe you're like 39 or 40 or you know right under 20 i don't know 20s to 30s is just like a way because they want us to, to come up with an age so if you're a little under or over i don't know don't worry about it some things that i will be working into though is having like 
a little like application just so I can get to know like who are you what do you do like where do you fit within this because that was something that was kind of stressful I'm like I can't just let everybody in like I want to know a little bit about the people and from this commsore thing that I'm reading some of them will even do like little like welcome interviews online like like a zoom like hey how's it going tell me a little about yourself i'll tell you about myself the community what we're doing i think that sounds like a lot of fun it sounds like a lot of work and like it might scare people away though too <laughs> so to start we wouldn't be having that It'd probably be a simple google form that you fill out like why are you interested in this what do you hope to get out of it like all really easy stuff you guys but the cool thing is that helps filter out some bad people <laughs> they call them the bad actors but It'll get rid of that, but also gives me a chance to see like who's joining the group and then also makes it so that it is exclusive. So that being, it's not an open group. Like we are handpicking the people coming into this community, making sure they're a good fit for the community because I think that is so, so, so important. And then other things from there, because I have so much excitement I should, could share with you about this, but I think I am going to leave it there right now for Remote Workers Club. So Check us out, Coffee Up Cup. I have the reel there. And then really do go through and look at all those links that I'm sharing in the show notes that I've been talking about. Kind of the 12s are like, I'll add this to the notes because I think they're great starting points to really push yourselves forward. So maybe even in this case, like you're not a community manager, but if that's interesting to you and you want to see like how creating a good community can help your internal community, like your own employees, as well as your community with your customers, like that, there is so much there that was like, I was a community manager and I thought I knew a lot and I'm like, I'm still learning so much. So maybe it's interesting to you. Cool. Go and learn some more. You know, a great way to stay young and act young and live longer even is to be constantly growing and learning new things. That's something I hope that even as I'm learning and growing and you know, working on this podcast, adding new elements is like, cool. I hope there's things you can take away from each of these episodes and something that gets you interested. Like I I'm not an expert and really, I guess really anything. Oh, how sad. <laughs> but I also don't really want to be. Like to me, I love learning lots of different things. Like I can ride a unicycle. Ahaha, cool, random. Is that helpful? No, but it's fun. <laughs> and it's something that I had to learn how to do it. And it's a new skill. So with yourself too, I think that is super important and just super fun. So take with it what you will. But I hope you're excited too for this Remote Workers Club and really seeing like, how I am getting this all together without, you know, without really knowing what I'm doing. And just all of a sudden one day being like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Okay, let's do this. And oh, look, a logo that I really like. Cool. And then, oh, look at this random website that I finally found that has good, specific, detailed instructions and guidelines on like how to build your community from scratch. Like, wow, it's really crazy to see sometimes how this can all come together. So with that, we are going to head on to closing out the show with a song. That is something that I had last episode. Super excited to share with you today. And I think it is just such a fun way to really end out these episodes to get a nice tune stuck in your head. And then, yeah, just wishing you guys all the very best rest of your day. There's so much you can do in your life. So go out and get it done. And as always, feel free to respond, interact, whether it's on Spotify with the questions and polls, sending me a direct message, or if you see me in person, tell me in person what you thought of the show, what you're learning. I love to hear that stuff. And I know the more people you talk to about what you're learning, so maybe it doesn't have to be me. Maybe you can tell your kids or your friend or your coworker, like, hey, I heard this dude on a podcast talk about how breathing through your nose is actually really good for you and important. Like, cool. 
Yeah, you'll learn more about it the more you talk about it and then people get interested and excited and all of a sudden you're living longer, living happier, living healthier. <laughs> With that, let's jump to the song. Okay, so we're in the studio now and I want to share with you a song I wrote back in 2020 based on and inspired from the show One Piece, which is an anime series. It is actually a really long one. I think it started in the 80s, maybe 90s, and it's still being written today. So that tells you, but it's about the main character, Monkey D. Luffy, who, I know, crazy name, right? He wants to be the world's greatest pirate and he goes on this quest and journey to do so, collecting crew members that become his friends. And they all have something that they're going after, that they're striving towards that they're ambitious about, passionate about, and I think that is so cool to see, and even cooler in that they are just never gonna give up. No matter what comes at them, no matter who's trying to kill them, the bounties that are on their head, oh my goodness, you know? And that is something that I think is forgotten a lot of times today, especially in our society, where people just give up. They give up so easily, even on the smallest of things. They just give up on themselves, on life, their dreams, their goals, ambitions. So I think that this song can be applicable for any of you who, like myself, have stuff that you're willing to fight for. And if you do have something you're passionate about that you want to go after, let me tell you, you're gonna have to fight for it. <laughs> so I hope you're ready to go out and do that. Let's get started with this song. They're coming after us Oh yes, we know the bounties grow But no, no, we're never giving up Cause we got something worth fighting for Yeah, we got something worth fighting for Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.